yes, yes, yes. This would be. Hold on, I'm gonna let you listen. I wish I could see the dance I'm doing. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Ow. Alright, alright, alright. We're gonna pull that down. We're gonna pull that down. But that is Miss Ari Lennox and J. Cole. It's a song called Shea Butter Baby. That song goes so hard, as you can tell. It's very it's a vibe. It's a whole mood, it's a vibe, it's a lifestyle. Okay? Um and I'm, I'm totally here for it. That, that song, um, along with another song of Miss Ari Lennox, the song's called Cream. You'll hear that song as this song goes off. Um, I'll try to allow you to hear the beginning of that song when we get to it, if I'm paying attention. Um, I chose her two songs simply because she's a whole vibe, and that's kind of where I am right now. Not feeling up, not feeling down, just kind of in chill mode. So I said, man, let me just get some of this good music right here. And then also, I feel like some of y'all need to know about her. Um, so Ari Lennox, she's got like, I think, an album or an EP or maybe something like that. So she is really dope. And then um, this song is actually on the Creed soundtrack. Um, Creed 2 soundtrack, excuse me, second movie. Um, and I remember when it came out a couple of months back. And I was like, alright, I'll give it a listen, I'll give it a listen. And then, um, and then, um, I was scanning the track list and I saw J. Cole, some, someone featuring J. Cole, right? And it, and it was called Shea Butter Baby. And I said, I said, well, what the hell could this be? So, you know, obviously I skipped down to the song and I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. So, shout out to J. Cole for doing the absolute best features these days. I feel like I need a playlist with all the songs that he's got featured on. Those songs are dope, but they're extra dope because he's on them. Um, and the other song, I, I just discovered that song when I was listening to this um, and some other stuff. Um, and I had heard this song before. And so I said, okay, I'll just, um, you know. I'll just go ahead and, and add that in. And then also it helps with the length of the, the, the music and then break up the the monotony, I guess, of the background sounds. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm back. Mills DeVirgo here. This is Mills Speaks. I guess I should have said that about two minutes ago. Um, but yeah, um, so we're back. Episode 7. I'm not sure what to name this at all um, because it's just a disaster right now. Life is a disaster. Um, but right here is is where the song actually changes, goes into the new song. So yeah, you see, it's another vibe. It's another vibe. That's what I'm on these days. Just trying to be as chill as possible. When things are, are rough, when when your life is got a bit of upheaval in it you just kind of need to mellow out a bit sometimes and step back and try to and try to get back but anyway um so yeah so episode seven like i said um don't have a clue what i'm gonna name this there's so much that happened um since the last time i uploaded an episode um it's just so fucking much i mean it's not even funny um, 
As usual, I have notes. I have a notepad where I've written notes. About, I've got about two and a half pages worth of notes just to kind of go over. I'll try not to make this super long this time because, you know, it'd be best for it to not to be so long, I guess, sometimes. Um, and then also, it's a lot of stuff, but I feel like we can kind of hit on it and it won't take forever. So anyway, so first thing I have on my list was... Um, this news about Kaepernick, but I don't actually want to start there. I want to first start with um, the All-Star Game. All-Star Game occurred this past Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte is an hour away from me, so y'all know I was super sick that I couldn't even be there just to be in the city. There's always a buzz when there's something going on. Um, Charlotte itself has a buzz. If you've never been to Charlotte or if you go there a few times, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's just a buzz. It's an energy. It's a youthful energy. Um, and it's, it's really dope. Um, so it was cool that it was there. I know that, um, you know, Charlotte and the surrounding areas had tremendous business, food, um, all of their, um, activities and everything. It was a rainy, gloomy weekend though. So maybe they didn't do everything, but I know that the restaurants reap the benefits of that all-star weekend. Um, and then of course the surrounding colleges, I mean, everybody who could benefit, benefited from it. So that's what's up. Um, I, I personally wish I was there for, for that, but then really my best friend's birthday was that weekend and it just would have been dope to be able to be up there but you know sometimes you're not able to do things you want to do and you know you just have to wait so I'm not gonna be too worked up about it but I was sick last weekend about it totally um uh but but back to the game so we had a lot going on I mean let's see they had uh, the teams broken up the teams were broken up for the for the big game that is um team Giannis Giannis and Team LeBron. Giannis, um, and I'm not even going to try this man's last name because it is not an easy last name. And he's got every letter in the alphabet in that last name. And it, it the lot, the name is so long that it kind of curves around his back on the jersey. And, and I, don't, I don't have time for that. So his name is Giannis, okay? He's the Greek freak. So Google the Greek freak if you need to absolutely know who he is. Um, he's phenomenal. I, I watched a... Um, a documentary on this man um, when they found him because he's you know he's from Greece he's Nigerian they they migrated to Greece and then life was just rough and hard just like it is for most you know of these athletes who come out of these these fucking meaner, meager beginnings and then they they get caught catapulted into you know stardom but luckily he seems to be one of the the types of players that won't let it go to his head. He's very humble. He's got his family. His family is most important. Um, he's got, I think it's three of them. Three of them. Three boys and maybe a girl. Or maybe maybe four boys. I know it was four kids in the house. Um, so if you have an opportunity to check out Finding Giannis, um, please watch that. That that was really dope. And, and of course, they have all of these little things. Um, that came on after a D-Wade interview that Kevin Garnett did for some reason um this is you know d wade's last year um he's retiring after this so this was his last all-star game so that was kind of surreal because i've been watching d wade for years now you know what i mean i mean it's been 16 years so i mean i haven't been watching him for 16 years but i've definitely been watching him at least 10 12 years you know um so it's just amazing that this is the end it, it kind of feels jacked up the way it felt for me a couple of years ago 
with Kobe Bryant. Like, I just couldn't, I just was like, what is basketball even going to be without Kobe Bryant? And people hating Kobe Bryant, you know what I'm saying? And, but you know, D-Wade is, is beloved, and I'm sure he'll continue to be around basketball. He got a new baby at the house, too, so he'll be busy. He'll be busy. Um, um, so they had an interview, and it was dope. And, and the dope part about that interview with D-Wade and, and Kevin Garnett was he was talking about Kobe, and he, he told a story about Kobe Bryant one year and a few years ago in an all-star game, um, D-Wade actually broke Kobe's nose. It, and this is an exhibition game, so I remember watching this live, and I remember thinking, the fuck is he doing? This is an exhibition game, you know? But no, he broke my man's nose, he gave him a concussion, and um, I think the, the next week, um, the Heat had to come to L.A. to play. <laughs> and he called Kobe, and he was like... He was like, hey, man, you know, no hard feelings. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean it. It was in the, you know, heat of the moment, da 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 And like a complete robot maniac Virgo, okay, and I know all about this, all right, um, he's just like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I love this. It's all good, and I'll see you. And he hung the fuck up, right? And so most people would be like, whoa, what? But for me, I understood exactly what the fuck that was. Kobe don't want to hear no goddamn apologies. He would have been good for the whole rest of his life if you never called him and apologized. Don't ever apologize to me about being competitive, okay? Don't ever do it. You didn't You didn't cancel my career. I got a broken nose and a concussion. I'm good. All right? Let's go. So I love that. I love that goddamn energy. I love that Kobe Bryant. Ah, he's my fave. So, um... So that game was was um, as ridiculous as you can imagine. I mean, it was like 140 something to 140 something. So um, you know, the game was not con- it wasn't that competitive, but it was very fantastic because I there was tons of highlights that you could hang your hat on. Um, specifically, I wrote down this one, but it really was no need because I mean, it was a big highlight throughout the next day. All of the highlights were playing, and this was like number one. And this was a bounce pass that Steph Curry did to Giannis. Um, so walk with me here. If you haven't seen the video, um, uh, Joel Embiid gets the rebound. He's coming up the court. He chucks the ball to Steph Curry. All right, Steph Curry is over here on the left-hand side. Steph Curry does the hardest, highest, dopest bounce pass I've ever seen in my life. All the way to Giannis. Giannis jumps up in the air like motherfucking Jordan, fucking Superman, whoever else goes high. All right. Um, he jumps up in the air. He met the ball with his hand at the top of the square on the backboard. Um, you know how there's like the the square, the small square that's where you can kind of bank the ball. Well, he was at the top of that. And then he dun- he jammed it and he dunked it. And listen, I was I was completely in a little floored. I was just like, what? What just happened? You know. And so um, that was dope. I mean, there was tons of dunks that Giannis did. Um, at the end of the game, the team Giannis was gonna lose anyway. Steph Curry was on that team, unfortunately. And um, but Steph definitely did a bounce pass to himself and and dunked the ball, which. We never get to see because he's so small and he always shoots the three. So, um, you know, it's just, it was full between that highlight and then the last highlight, which was Steph Curry's dunk. There was so many things in between that happened. So hopefully you got an opportunity to see those highlights. Um, but you know, it's always just a fun time. Um, for me, the all-star weekend is always about Saturday night. Saturday night is the skills competition. 
the three-point contest, and then ultimately the slam dunk contest. Now, if you want to keep it real, you can take the skills contest away if you want. You can take slam dunk contest away if you want, and just give me the three-point con- the three-point contest. You had Steph Curry, you had Danny Green, you had Dame Lillard, you had um, who won? Some kid won from um, I don't know some team in the West. I have no idea. Um, there were tons of players. Buddy Buddy Heald, um, he was one of the players from Milwaukee that like just great three-point shooters. So basically, they got the top ten seems like three-point shooters. And they were like, hey, come on, everybody compete, which I love. And those that know me know that I believe that if you're going to be the best at, at like that. So if, if I'm Steph Curry and I'm shooting threes from half court damn near um, between the three-point line and half court on a consistent basis, um, then there's no reason why I should not compete in the three-point contest, right? This is how I feel about LeBron James and the slam dunk contest. He has never, in his 15 or 16 years that he's been playing, given the people what they wanted. He didn't do what Jordan did. He didn't do what Magic did. He didn't do what Larry Bird did. He didn't do what Kobe Bryant did. He didn't do what Vince Carter did. He didn't do what Drake McGrady did. He didn't do what Dwayne did. He didn't do what any of these other players did. He didn't go out there and give the people what they absolutely wanted, which is to see LeBron, the best player in the fucking world, the most superb athlete that we've ever had an opportunity to lay our eyes on up until Zion, but we'll get there. Um, you know, and, and maybe even Giannis, because Giannis is just like a thin Zion, okay? It, it's amazing, but we'll get we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, but LeBron never gave us a slam dunk contest. I would have loved, like, you know, I remember Shaq did it, I remember, um, What's the other guy's name? The big head and the, the, the shoulders, the small head and the big shoulders. Oh, Dwight Howard, right? So they, he did it, you know. I, I mean, everybody who is about jamming like that um, has given us that. So LeBron, it's kind of whack that he hasn't, but you know, at this point, he's so elderly that it's no way in the world that he should even try it because. I mean, shit, he might break a fucking knee or pop a damn growing again or, you know, who fucking knows, okay? Who fucking knows? But, you know, his time is coming on at this point, okay? Um, so, I loved it. I loved every moment of the All-Star game and All-Star weekend crap. Um, just upset I couldn't be in the city for it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, um, so the, you know, the... You know, the game itself was fine. So, on Sunday, you had the the pre-game uh, performance, and then we had a halftime performance. And they chose two rappers. The NBA gets it completely right, and the NFL gets it totally wrong. So, it's fine. We're not going to go into that. That was two episodes ago. So, um, excuse me. So, um, they got Meek Mill to perform at the pre-game performance, which he did good. I mean, he did he did a few songs off of the latest album. Um, he went, he went hard, but me and, me and my friend noticed that 
he like performed how he performed and then it was like okay and then they introduced team Giannis which had you know Giannis Steph Curry Joel Embiid I mean all of these other players you know what I'm saying but then when it came time for him to come back and perform and then introduce LeBron's team like the build-up was so big like it was like damn it was obvious that LeBron was the man and LeBron was the only guy that mattered and the only team that mattered and I was like well goddamn we got a team with a goddamn champion on here that just won last year two-time MVP and we can't get no fucking build-up but I was just like well okay then so um but yeah but Meek Mill did cool it was cool it it was what it was but my the highlight for me was obviously J. Cole I talked about him earlier in the episode um J. Cole is the best and he did a nice little you know he did a couple of songs like a few songs and then um it was only like 10 minutes so apparently he was so mad well, he wasn't mad, but he was upset that the people had to wait for hours and hours and hours before um, they could come out there. And then they only were out there for 10 minutes. So what he did was he had those people sent to another location where he continued and did another, t- you know, another concert for more intimate. Which I thought was so dope because, I mean, he's right. They probably did have to stand around for, um, you know, at least the beginning of that game all the way through to halftime. Then they had to get ushered in because he got fans that actually were his fans to be in the um to be in the actual audience and not just a bunch of NBA fans that were just at a game. You know what I mean? So that's why everybody seemed to know the words. That's why people were so into it. It was really dope. Um, he did Middle Child, which is a new song that he just released a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think he did Apparently. He did um, a few songs off of um, 2014 uh, Forest Hill Drive. He did a, a few songs off of K.O.D. Um, as well. So he gave a good 10-minute concert situation, um, and it was pretty good. It was definitely the highlight. Um, so shout out to J. Cole. Shout, shout out to J. Cole for being great, always. Um, let's see what else I had. Okay, so I can go back to Capsule Win. So um, I guess Saturday came out, maybe Sunday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Saturday came out the Kaepernick and the NFL reached an agreement. Um, there was a settlement of some sort. And it was covered by an NDA, which is a non-disclosure um, agreement. And basically, um, all that really means is nobody can talk about it. So nobody knows how much money Cap got. Nobody knows the stipulations of the settlement for the NFL or for Cap. Um, a lot of people were being ridiculous in my view about this. Oh, Cap's a sellout. Oh, my God. Stephen A. Smith, always, he's habitually on the wrong side of black issues. And I'm not understanding how. I don't understand how this is always the case with him, but whatever. Um, he's just like, I need to know what the details are. I need to know. You know, da 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 You know, is he not going to stand or is he not going to kneel for the national anthem anymore? Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he said that he wasn't going to do that before he even did the, uh, the collusion lawsuit. He was trying to get a job the next year. And he said, you know, okay, I understand and I get it. I'm going to stop the protest. However, these are the things I'm still going to be interested in. So, so, yada, yada, blah, 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 right? That he couldn't get a job. Then he went and sued the NFL for collusion. Like, if you let other people tell it, oh, well, he couldn't play because he had a lawsuit against the NFL. That's not true. That's not true. He didn't do that until it was a point where they, he wasn't getting picked up. Until you people went and picked up fucking Jay Cutler off the bench, off the off the couch. I'm sure he was sitting there 
in ashless chaps with Kristen Cavallari, okay, sitting there being a big baby, and you paid him $9 million to come down to Miami for one year, okay, and that didn't even work, obviously, of course it wouldn't, you went to the CFL and you got players who never played in the NFL, you went and got guys off the practice squads, you went and got fourth string guys, instead of calling Colin Kaepernick, instead of calling Kaepernick to come play, somebody who brought a team to a fucking Super Bowl, y'all went and got the lamest of lames, and then got confused why your lamest of lames was throwing five interceptions in a game, or getting knocked out, or or whatever the case may be, you know, so you know, there's that, so we don't know what it is, um, the speculation is it's anywhere between 60 and 100 or 200 million dollars for cap. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't need to know the details. I know a few things. I know that the NFL was willing and ready to take Tom Brady to court, drag this thing out over deflate gate, over whether or not he took air out of a ball, right? So we know that the NFL has excessive money. We know the NFL will take shit to the next level just because they can. So, I'm going to read between the lines, and I'm going to read the tea leaves, okay? And say that, obviously, this was some shit they couldn't win. Obviously, some information was found that would not look good for the NFL, which is why the NDA was necessary. So, yes, sir, we'll give you your money. Yes, sir, we will um, allow you to play in the league next year. Probably don't protest anymore with the knee. Probably. I'm not really sure. It would be dope if Cap signed this NDA, you know, and he got the agreement. It would be dope if he still was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. That would be so dope. And it almost seems like he might have the NFL by the cock. You know, by the by the balls. You know what I'm saying? Not the cock, the balls. Um, you know, so it might seem like he might have him by the balls, but I'm not sure. We don't know, because it's an NDA. So we can only, you know, guess. And we can kind of put two and two together. And understand who the fuck the NFL is. And understand what the fuck they get away with and what they don't get away with. You know? So, so shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Shout out to him. I'm glad that um, the ordeal is over. Because quite frankly, I mean, this boycott thing's been exhausting. Um, the, 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 the taking the knee thing's been exhausting. The having to explain it over and over. No, this isn't what he meant. This is what he meant. is exhausting. I just, I was just, I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, and I'm glad. I'm glad it's somewhat over. We'll see. We'll see what else happens. We'll see what else happens. But for me, for now, it looks like we're good. Looks like we're good. Um, let's see next things. Uh, next. Huh. I said I wasn't going to process this or deal with this until March because I truly felt like I just can't. And I'm, I'm only going to touch on it for a second because I think we still got new information coming out. So I don't want to be too critical or I don't even really want to talk about it, honestly. But my man, Jesse Smollett. Oh, my God. My guy has um, since I since I last recorded, my guy has been arrested. My guy has um, allegedly stated that he did all of this. This whole hoax was put together. Um, so that he could get a raise from his job, okay? Um, 
I recently realized that it came out that it was a lie that he did not pay these two guys to attack him. So I'm not really sure what the truth is still. I like I'm still not sure what the truth is and I'm and I am not sure that they didn't arrest a man who had no fucking business being arrested. I I am not sure of it thing. This story is so convoluted, it's so confusing. It's so terribly put together. If this was a real lie, sir, if this was a real plan that you hatched up, don't ever put a plan together again. This was terrible planning on your part, sir. Um so so what I, I will say, to those that don't know the exact situation, I'll go ahead and give a quick synopsis. Um, in January, Jesse Smollett was traveling to Chicago. He was in Chicago. Um, uh, one night, he, he claimed that two men wearing MAGA hats um, and masks over their face were um, attacked him, slid a noose around his neck, and doused him with bleach, calling him a faggot. Aren't you that faggot from... Empire, nigger, all of these words and shit that mean terrible things were were supposedly said to him, okay? So, I think I woke up the next day and I hadn't even seen that story yet. I had just seen a whole bunch of celebrities, oh, we stand with Jesse. And I'm just like, well, what the hell did he do, right? And then, of course, I found out what happened and I I felt horrible. I was like, damn, really? You know? And then, you know, slowly but surely, other people, not necessarily the news outlets, not necessarily the media, but just people I know, was just like, that story sounds crazy, bruh. And I mean, it did, for the most part, but I mean, we live in a crazy world, who the fuck knows? But obviously, now that we get out three weeks later, um, it's just in a bad place. He's in a bad space. I have no idea what to say about this situation. Like I said, I just found out today or saw, you know, some kind of news today that, it, you know, it was, a, it was a lie that he did not pay them. Because at this point, the police has, you know, full, you know, has arrest warrants, uh, had a warrant for his phone records and his bank statements. So basically to see, you know, were you in cahoots with these people? Did you pay them? You know, all of these types of things. So it's just... It's just, it's just a, a complete debacle. And, you know, the black community and the gay community, they are all up in arms right, right now. Um, for me personally, um, I'm not that upset about this. I mean, I look at it like when you're a kid and you got caught doing some shit you ain't had no business doing and your mom goes and tells all your aunts and uncles and all the people at the family reunion you know what she did you know what I mean and then you feel so fucked up you know what I'm saying you feel like oh I can't even go in there but they like come on in here girl you know that's exactly how I feel about Justin I feel like if he knocked on the door I would give him a nigga what you doing here look and it would be that for maybe a couple of moments and then I'd be like man bring your ass in with your Ass. You know what I mean? Like, it just, this isn't something that is a deal breaker for me. This is not a canceling of Jesse Smollett. I'm not gonna do it. I've been watching this young man since he was a little boy. So, I'm not, I'm not interested in canceling him. I'm not interested in any of that shit. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, if, if you guys aren't gonna arrest that old bitty who lied on Emmett Hill, then I really don't care about this. Um, people, uh, all kinds of people, um, do false police reports all the time. I mean, look at your boy Ryan Lochte. He was just on Celebrity Big Brother this this year. 
everybody totally forgot that a couple of years ago down down there in Rio, he totally made up a whole crime. He was probably doing some shit he had no business doing either. And he made an entire crime up. And then he filed a police report. And then he was very much on the edge of being detained in that country because you can't file a, you know, a false police report. It's against the fucking law. So, you know, he got over that. And that, that was... And that was explained as boys will be boys. So, Jesse is a boy to boys will be boys. Simple and plain. I'm not interested in in being upset about this. So, having said all of that, I want to take a hard turn from, um, from this. And I'll give an update on the Gucci situation. Um, so, <laughs> this thing just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Um, now we've, we're up to like two or three other big labels that have um, had some sort of Jigaboo type bullshit um, in their fashions. Um, Prada, Gucci some other some other label I want to say it's called like Montclair or something like that who knows I don't know I don't wear it I can't afford it I didn't even know who they were I think um they were coming for uh was it Katy Perry's shoes she had some shoes where it's just ugly those shoes are ugly those shoes don't have anything to do with blackface I feel but you know it all looks similar so you just have to check everybody um and there's a few other labels out there, you know, high, you know, just, it's just, it's just ridiculous, so it's not like you guys are making this mistake, it's like, oh man, we didn't know, no, you guys, you guys are being, you guys are being deceitful in that situation, you knew that you'd have this problem, and I, I saw a post a couple of days ago, and I totally agree that I believe this is a strategy at this point, these old, um, labels, these old, um, fashion, fashion labels, um, that are iconic, they are at a place right now where they have to compete with lots of other different types of genres of clothing, um, lots of other designers. So what's a great way to get all the publicity and still cater to the people who you actually want to buy your product? Well, why don't you do some racist shit? And then you get rappers like T.I. and, and you know activists to get all over you know, saying this shit, and make it viral, and, you know, put meetings together, and get the people riled up, and all of that shit, now you've gondered all of the advertisement, you have gotten free promotion at this point, and so what if the black people don't buy it, because you literally have everybody else that's still gonna buy it, you know, the ones who don't give a shit about offending a certain sector, you know, um, or people who just care more about the name, like Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Floyd Money Mayweather was seen going into Gucci. He stopped to speak with TMZ, if I'm not mistaken, and said that everybody is just boycotting because they following the leader and this, that, and the other. He's still going to do what he wants to do because he, he thinks for himself. He thinks for himself, right? So I, I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. Um, I do not give a fuck about what Floyd Money uh, Mayweather has to say about a goddamn thing, okay? The only advice I would take from Floyd would be how to take a punch, better yet, how to block a punch, how to throw a punch, um, and how to carry big sums of money around in duffel bags. That is it. I am not interested in Floyd Mayweather's opinions about a goddamn thing. But, unfortunately, 
I am not the masses. And the masses will see this and say, oh my God really a big deal or or you'll have other people who are not part of our community say well floyd money mayweather doesn't have a problem with it what's going on what you know what i'm saying and it just creates more dysfunction within our group which basically is our voice and so then we start to have different messages coming out of different voices and that's not what we need especially when we do not agree with floyd fucking mayweather okay so ti took it upon himself to put a song out that basically trashes Floyd and people like him. And the song is called Fuck N-Word. Um, I'm not going to say the full thing. I just... I, I said fuck, right? So I might as well know. It's called Fuck N-Word. And um, <laughs> the song is... The beat is nice. Um, the song is... I mean, I get it. I understand where he's coming from. He's talking about the black people who are never down for what we're doing, the people who have made it out of the ghetto, or made it out of the slums, made it from the bottom, and now are at the top, and have forgotten what it is to be at the bottom, that's ultimately the, that's the main, you know, that's the main vibe of the entire song, he's not happy, Floyd comes back and says, well this isn't even really about Gucci, this is all about Tiny, right, T.I.'s wife, so, if you guys will remember, a couple of years ago, T.I. and Tiny were going through a thing. And Tiny had gave up on giving a fuck about T.I. and his feelings. And she started hanging with Floyd Money Mayweather. And, you know, it's never a good thing when you do shit like this. Because, you know, women, we, we cheat out of spite. Or we do, we do what we do out of get back. And that's just real. There is no feeling, there is, you know, emotion involved with that. It's, we're getting back. And as soon as she started taking pictures and hugging up, I just knew this shit was going to end bad. Like, it's just not, it's just not the way you do it. Like, you, you, you do your shit different than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I remember, I, I can't remember what the name of the restaurant, was it a Johnny Rockets or something like that? Something we don't have here. But the Johnny Rockets that was in Vegas, T.I. rolls up on the champ. He literally had just won a fight. He rolls up on the champ, champ, like he got hands, okay? And like he ready to knock this nigga out. Like, And I love that at, at one point, but then at another point it's like, sir, go sit down somewhere because you've been out here with every hoe in Atlanta and you ain't see Tiny doing none of that dumb shit, okay? So you need to go sit down somewhere, right? But whatever, so Floyd comes back, says this is about Tiny, and then T.I. does a video with Tiny, and he's talking about he don't care, and obviously it wasn't all that great if she's here with me, that was years ago, that don't matter, we talking about this, we talking about that. You guys have gotten to a point where now Gucci is so far removed from this situation because y'all dealing with y'all own personal bullshit. So, you know, (laughs) what the hell, you know? So... That's that's kind of where we're at with that. With that. Okay? Um, I just care. We just, we're going to move right past that. I mean, we're still not rocking with Gucci. Um, Gucci came out with some kind of four-point plan about how they were going to do, you know, some, some cool shit to kind of include um, more diversity and stuff. And like my guy, Kid Fury, from the feed, from the Reed podcast stated, a lot of the stuff that they're going to do is really cool and really great, but then you would think that a company that's been around for 60-plus years would have done these things already. You know, wouldn't need this type of controversy to do innovative 
inclusive shit. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. So, um, so yeah, we'll move on from that. I mean, so fuck Gucci. Fuck Gucci, right? Uh, let's see, I've got, I've got underneath that Cardi. So I've got Cardi because Cardi put out two, and at this point now, three, three, uh, major songs since she won her Grammy, which I love. Uh, first one is a remix to Thotiana, okay? And Thotiana is a song by my man Blueface. Uh, Blueface Bleedem, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. But I think he shortened it to just Blueface. You're welcome. He does not have a blue face. I have no idea what this name is about outside of him being a Crip. And that's the colors of the Crip. So, um, but no, the song is, is nothing to be happy about, but at the same time, I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a bop, so, you know, you know, we'll jam to it in the club or something, or in the car, or something, because I don't go to clubs, so in the car, I'll jam to it, you know, I, I enjoy it a lot, Tatiana, um, Cardi's remix is, um, is pretty dope, so the, the total remix has Blueface featuring Cardi and YG, YG is another West Coast rapper, he's a blood, so you got your bloods and your crips, Okay, the Cardi is affiliated with Bloods. So you got a lot of gang, gang, gang on this track. Um, this song, <laughs> I like it a lot. I, I just do. But I, I already talked to you guys about how much I love West Coast music in, in general on the last um, episode, if I'm not mistaken. So I just, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like West Coast music is the shit. It's got that bounce. I don't even know. But anyway, so shout out to Cardi. Um, in the third song. Um, oh, the second song, sorry. Second song, she just released a, a joint with Bruno Mars called Please Me, and that song sounds so 1997, maybe 96, and I love it. Um, Bruno is just a really good songwriter. He's a hit maker. He's any, He's got the Midas touch. Whatever he fucking does, it, it turns to gold, and I love that. And then I love that he just has time for Cardi, because a lot of singers, you know, and songwriters, you know, and really artistic people, don't want to fuck with an artist like Cardi, because Cardi doesn't always uh, present herself as, you know, super artistic, she seems more commercial, right, so I really just love that they have that that bond, um, and that they keep making music, they need to continue to make music together, because obviously they have tremendous chemistry, tremendous, so, um, so you know, that is what I have to say about Cardi. Um, I started a new show last weekend, and I ended. I actually started it on Sunday, or maybe it was Monday, because I was off on Monday, and I watched it all day. And the show is called The Umbrella Academy. It's on Netflix. Um, it's featuring a lot of people, but the two people that I know on this show by name would be Ellen Page and Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is part of this show. She's a hit woman. And she is in charge with her partner of trying to take out someone who is trying to stop an, apop- an apocalypse. And I just, I was totally blown away by Mary J. Blige and her performance because I didn't think that she had good acting chops. I mean, you know, she did okay in a couple of Tyler Perry movies. And she, she had that, she had another um, feature on another Netflix film. Um, and then she's she nominated for an Oscar this year, too, for something else, I think, for that same role. Um, so she, I knew that she was getting better, but she, she's really, she really impressed me, um, 
to being an assassin is probably really dope and you know she really got into that role and she and I thought it, oh it was just gonna be a couple of episodes but she was in there the entire season there was no one episode where you know she was not there so I just thought that was really dope so if you haven't check out Umbrella Academy um, it's about these kids with with um, abilities um, apparently in 1989, these kids were all born, 49 people were born on that day, and, um, and those 49 women who had those babies were not pregnant the morning in which they woke up, but they ended up having a baby that day. So, so, that is what sucked me in immediately, and then this guy, he ended up getting seven of those kids, seven of the 49, um, and then he raises them. And, yeah. So, it's it's a very good show. I think you will enjoy it. I think it's about ten episodes in into the season. And, um, I just can't wait for the next season, personally. But I know it'll be at least a year. So, I gotta be patient with that. But, um, I'll be happy when a Netflix series or a Netflix show or whatever, I'll be happy when they, like, do two seasons in a row or something. Like, two seasons at a time. And then they release some um, six months apart or something. Like, do something. This, this whole year, year and a half wait is ridiculous. But whatever, I digress. Um, I have written down here now my man Zion Williamson. So Zion Williamson is a 19-year-old. I want to say he's 19. He could be 18. He's a child. He's a 19-year-old kid out of South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. And he is a physical specimen if I've ever seen one in my life. Um, let's, let me get you some stats on Zion. Because he is tremendous. I just can't. Zion Williamson is listed as 6 feet 7. 285 pounds. Can you fucking imagine? 6'7". 285 pounds. That's almost 300 fucking pounds. Up on six fucking seven. This guy is huge. He's huge. Okay? I remember watching him on the highlights when he was in high school, dog. And he was slamming the ball. He was doing all kinds of shit no high schooler should be able to do. Alright? Um, well, uh, there was a game on Wednesday night. I was excited because there was no uh, professional basketball going on since the All-Star game. They get a bit of a break. Um, and I said, okay, cool. I will watch, uh, this Duke-North Carolina game. Huge rivalry game. It's almost akin to, uh, Carolina-Clemson. South Carolina and Clemson, that is. Um, it's huge rivalry. Huge. Especially when it comes to basketball. I don't think they care in football. I don't even think they even play each other in football. But in basketball, it's important. Um, so... I said, all right, cool, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. I turned to the game maybe about a minute or two, maybe three, maybe five minutes late, okay? Maybe. I'm looking around, I'm watching them, I turn to the game, they're down already, Duke is, and I'm looking around the court and I don't see my dude, Zion. I said, well, what the hell is going on? I said, well, where's Zion at? You know? So, I, I'm watching the game, watching the game, and 
you know, they finally say, well, Zyara got hurt in the first half, you know, in the first 30-some seconds of the game. He's out. We're not sure if he's going to return. I said, wait a damn minute. I, the whole point of me even turning this motherfucker on was to watch my man Zion, which was obviously the point of President Barack Obama being there. Um, I think Spike Lee was there. Um, there was a few other major players, major people there. Um, I can't remember that third person. There was a third person that was there, and they were like, "Yeah, he was there too." And I'm like, oh, wow. you know, but whatever. Um, uh, but anyway, he he. <laughs> I just, I'm disgusted for multiple reasons because again, I turned it on to watch that shit, to watch him, and he was done. He didn't come back. And so what happened was his Nike sneaker, his Nike sneaker burst on him. It tore in half. It looked like somebody came with a uh, a chainsaw and slid that bitch open. Okay, he all he did he planted his foot to go around a, a defender. That's all he did. That's all he did. Well, because he did that, and then the the shoe gave way, um, and he slipped. Then the other knee did not have the proper support, so he fell very awkwardly. He has a high or a, a knee sprain. Um, they said it was a grade one, so fairly mild. You know, fairly mild, but still, that is a problem. Listen to me. When I saw that, and I saw that the shoe did it, I said Nike got a fucking problem. Because if I'm Zion Williamson, <laughs> bruh, my knee better be a hundred fucking percent, or I'm suing the fuck out of you guys. Because what are y'all doing? And then he's got to put those same sneakers back on when he does decide to come back. You know, to play whenever he's cleared. You know, so then there was a the question of, oh, should he shut it down for the rest of the year and prepare himself for his his NBA com- contract that he will undoubtedly have because he's going to be drafted number one. You know what I'm saying? Should he shut it down or should he get well enough to be able to play so that they can, you know, make a run in March Madness, you know, an NCAA championship and all this bullshit, you know. Lots of people have lots of opinions. Um, the people who have the strong opinions about him staying and being a team player are not going to give him the millions of dollars that he's going to miss out on um, if he does drop in his draft stock. If his draft stock drops, they're not going to pay him any money. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stephen A. Smith is not going to reach in his bank account and give that man a few million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Charles Barkley isn't going to reach in his bank account and give that kid a few million dollars. Like, that's not going to happen. You guys are sitting here being all high and mighty on your motherfucking high horses and shit. But y'all don't have the types of decisions. Y'all don't have the types of responsibilities that these kids have at this age. And you don't know what the fuck they came from. And actually, the sad part is, you guys do know what they came from. And you're still out here being reckless with your mouth. So, I just think it's amazing. Now, me personally, I'm not going to be mad at the kid if he decides not to play again. I'm not going to be mad at that. Because I watched Isaiah Thomas play through a hip injury last year for Boston. He took him into the playoffs. He couldn't play at a certain point. He got and, and they didn't make it. This wasn't last year, I think. This was the year before. He didn't make it. And the very next year, Boston traded his ass. After his sister had died and he showed up for the team. After he'd injured himself and he showed up for the team. He did all of the stuff for the team. He did all of these things for the team. And... No. 
know. Now, this year, he's supposed to sign a big hundred and some million dollar contract. You know, his big contract. He's supposed to sign that. What did he sign? He signed a one year contract for two million dollars. Now, that's way more money than what I have, so I'd be happy for that. But listen, I didn't put all of that blood, sweat, and tears into, into my craft all of these years. I didn't play through those injuries. I didn't play through my sister's death and, and, and continue to show up when it was time for her funeral and all of these things. You know, I didn't do all of those, sac- I didn't make those types of sacrifices. You know what I mean? He did. And now he's fucked. So, having seen an example so so soon and then and then now having zion williamson situation yeah no i'm not i don't don't care i don't care if he says kick rocks i'm not playing i I don't i don't i don't care about that i don't think he's less than a man i don't think he's less than a, a team player absolutely not he's got a business decision to make and it's not personal it is not personal so I don't know, maybe that makes me unethical, like Stephen A. called Max Kellerman. You're unethical! Oh, you're unethical! You know? I, come on. Come on. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. Do you guys think he should keep playing? I really don't know if I would keep playing. I mean, I would be good if he comes back, if that knee injury is nothing. And he comes back and he balls the fuck out and they go and run the table in this NCAA tournament and everything goes crazy. You know, everything is phenomenal. Cool. That's great. That gives him more. That gives him more to play with. You know what I mean? That gives him more. But, I mean, I'm not going to be mad if that man says, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. So, I mean, shout out to um, Zion Williamson. We'll pray that his uh, recovery is quick, and we'll pray that he has no major damage in that knee. Um, that's the last thing he needs. Not the way that kid jumps. Not the way that kid slams. He, he's he got to have all his faculties. You understand? He's got to have it. It's amazing. Um, let's see what I got. I did say this week was a crazy week in regards to, like, news in my personal life. It was a disaster. At work, it was a disaster. It just was a crazy week. Um, and I was leaving work two days ago, and I got this ESPN notification that my man, Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, the New England Patriots, has now gotten arrested, caught up in a prostitution human trafficking ring. Houseway! You have got to be fucking kidding me. He's 77. Listen to me. I know that man's been partying for a long time. It is no coincidence that after he started hanging out with Meek Mill and wearing Meek Mill chains and shit and talking about prison reform and talking about when he went to go visit Meek Mill in prison and how crazy it was and it was the worst experience ever. It was. This is no coincidence that two weeks later, after the Super Bowl and all of these things, he's riding high. He's out. He's on stage dancing. He's at the concerts. He's on stage dancing to Cardi B and shit. He's doing all kinds of. It's no. It's no coinka dank. Two weeks later, my man is hemmed up. Man, I can't believe this. We gonna watch this closely. I I really do feel for my guy Robert Kraft. He's such a sweet guy, and um, he's just as real as it gets. Simple. I mean, and like I said in one of the previous episodes, he's friends with with Don. Uh, with 45, he's friends with 45, but he is not the asshole that most rich Republicans appear to be, and I appreciate that from him. 
Um, I just hope he's got a really good lawyer. I know he does, actually. Um, just because, why wouldn't he? And I just hope he can get out of this. Um, but, Adam Schefter, he's a big-time reporter for ESPN. He claims that this name isn't even the biggest name that's involved in this goddamn prostitution, human trafficking. I'm terrified by that notion. Who and the fuck else could be involved in this that's bigger than Robert Kraft? Now, there's tons of people that are bigger than Robert Kraft, but who? Y'all watch your president. That's all I ask, okay? All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Jim Boheme. Boheme. That's my guy, too. He's a Syracuse coach. He's coached Syracuse for, for at least 30 to 40 years or something. I watched the Big Ten um, 30 for 30, and he was integral in, in that um, Big Ten, you know, uh, conference and shit. And it was just really dope. And so Jim, Jim was leaving the Syracuse game, um, and he was on the highway, and he hit and killed a pedestrian. I'm not sure what they were doing on the highway, but listen, they're dead now, and he is the culprit, and so I have no idea what's going on with these sports guys. What is going on? I don't know if he's been arrested, brought in, detained. I don't know anything about anything about that. I just know that that happened. So, hopefully... Hopefully he's good. I mean, I think he is good because they said he's supposed to be coaching tonight because uh, they're playing Duke tonight. Syracuse is playing Duke tonight without Zion Williamson, obviously. Um, so that game's a wash. Um, hopefully Duke finds a way to, sh- to make perimeter shots because they couldn't get a goddamn shot to fall in the first half, which is why they ended up fucking losing. But whatever. That's not the point that I'm trying to make here. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, you know, listen... Be, be on the lookout. Listen, they they taking down they taking down rich white men right now. It's a it's a very uneasy time. Okay, this is a very uneasy time right now. All right, be careful, be diligent. All right. Um, and the last thing I have for you guys is um, it's very new. Offset released an album yesterday. It's called Father of Four. And I am not disappointed. I was truly pleased by the songs that I listened to on this album. Um, I told a good friend of mine, I told Rachel about the fact that um, he speaks a lot about his kids. Obviously, it's called Father of Four. But he speaks a lot about his kids and how he hasn't always been there. He talks about how he he gave a real account on the first track. He gives a real account of how he went through his life from being 17 years old up to now and fathering four children and dealing with four different baby mamas or three different, I'm not really sure. You know what I mean? Like, he gives a really good account of all of that. And I watch a lot of Ayanla. I watch a lot of Ayanla, Save My Life, or whatever it's called, and a lot of the women that come on there, or even some of the men, you know, a lot of people that come on there, they have these childhood issues with a parent, particularly this time, in this situation, it'd be with a father, and the father wasn't around 
father broke a promise that he would be there you know what i mean like so what i'm getting at is is that offset literally put at one whole track together of what all of his kids would really need from them when they get to a point where they need to hear this i am sorry i wasn't there for the first part of your life you know um apparently for his eldest child he wasn't around for the first couple of years you know one of his his first daughter um who i think is three or four or something you know he he just kept it funky i didn't even know that if you were my kid i didn't even know your mom like that you know what i mean so it just really it was really um it was really soul-wrenching, I want to say. It was interesting to hear him in that perspective um, because I didn't know if we'd get that from Offset. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and if it was any indication, the other two albums from the other Migos was any indication, I had no idea that I'd get anything so full of meaningful content. Then he has a song on here with J. Cole that's next, How Did I Get Here? Phenomenal. Um... He got a song on here called Tatched on My Face, which it, it, it doesn't sound like it would be a really good song, but it is. It's a good song. Made Men, um, Wild Wild West featuring Gunna. Um, there's a song called North Star featuring CeeLo Green, which is big time. And it was it was good for me to see a rapper like Offset show love to, you know, the OGs of Atlanta, you know, because the Dungeon Family, CeeLo, Goody Mob. Outcast, the dungeon, you know, all of that. That's they're the OGs, man. They they're the ones that started the shit. So um, I was happy about that. He's got a couple of songs on here um, with Travis Scott, Twenty One Savage, which is great. Um, a song with Gucci. There is a song with All Migos, except he did not list them, so I don't know which song it is. Honestly, I, it could be Made Men, um, Tats on My Face. I'm really not a hundred percent sure. Um, but then he's got the clout song with Cardi, which would make Cardi's fourth song that I mentioned earlier, um, since she won her Grammy. Clout is a good song. It will probably be a single, um, and it should be. I can totally respect the fact that Cardi B and Offset have, um, resolved whatever issues, or at least are trying to work on whatever issues that they may have had in the past. You know, he also addresses this on the app, you know. So I think it's a really grown-up album for, from a fella in a group called the Migos who wears lots and lots and lots of jewelry and has tons of tattoos, you see. Um, I would definitely be listening to more Offset than any of the other Migos solo albums. Um, so shout-out to Offset and shout-out to, uh, to Cardi B. That's what's up. Um, but... It's been a crazy week. And with that, I'm just going to wrap it up right here. I'm going to wrap it up right here. I hope that you guys have a continued good week. I hope that this month, because we only have like what? We only have about five days left in the month. I hope you guys are prosperous uh, so we can move on to March. Push through March so we can get out of this sorry ass first quarter. Because 2019 has been terrible for me. I know a lot of people have been getting out of 2018. Oh, God, 2018 so bad. Oh, God. Oh, God, 2018. Yeah, well, guess what? 2019 has been nothing but a shit show for me. So, uh, we're just going to go ahead and try to remain positive, And we're going to try to keep pushing. 
But in the meantime, I want you to pay attention to this song. This song is phenomenal. Um, go check out Ari Linux. Go check her out. Of course, go check out J. Cole. If you guys have Title, there's um, Title put together a <laughs> Title put together um, multiple mixes for Black History Month, and they have lots and lots of artists that they gave them their own, you know, playlist of their songs. And J. Cole's is quite possibly fantastic. It's like the best one. He's got 40 songs on here, and all of the songs are dope. You don't skip one time. Janelle Monae's another one who had, um, who has her own, her own mix. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoy them. And so if you have title, check that out. Check that out. Um, but as always, um, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that on anything we've discussed today, hit me up on Instagram at Mills Speaks. That is M-I-L-L-Z-S-P-E-A-K-Z. Um, my personal IG is Mills the Virgo. Um, you may want to send me a message. I don't just let people follow that that uh, account. So just send me a message and say, hey, listen to Mills Speaks or something. Or just go deal with Mills Speaks, and then we'll communicate that way. Um, but as always, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Have a fucking great night and drop that motherfucking beat.